right, we're going to bring the mics out, give you an opportunity, you have about 10 minutes or so, to answer any questions you may have concerning what we talked about today, or if you have any question about anything you would like God's perspective on, we want to take the last 10 minutes that we have together to address your questions. Just go up to the mic, make sure it is in a question form, and we will uh, see what God's perspective is on it. Anybody have any questions? Y'all sure? There you go. Get it started, Victoria. Get it started. (laughs) What's your question? Well, I've always wondered, I understand the reason for hell. Uh, Part of me understands as a human the purpose. If it's just the separation of God, why does it have to last for eternity? Very good. And why the suffering? And I wonder because, I also wonder once we're in heaven, do we see those? Yeah. That That's we a look great around question. and we don't see, and we know where they are, but we're not we're not thinking of that in heaven. I just it's confusing. That is and a, it's, it's troubling. It is. It so, very is. But I know there are things I'm never going to know. Absolutely, so. absolutely. You're not the first person to have this question. You certainly won't be the last. It has been a question that has been asked for millennia. And if you have been in Christendom for a while, this question has come into your mind. Question number one. Okay, I understand why there's a hell, even though hell wasn't prepared for us. The Bible says, uh, and you will go to uh, uh, the hell or the place of fire prepared for Satan and his angels. Okay, So hell was never prepared for us. God didn't have us in mind when he created hell. He had Satan in mind. He had the demons in mind when he created this place called hell. But as we said before, if you follow Satan now, you will follow Satan then as well. Okay? All hell is, is God giving you what you want. That's all hell is. You don't want God. You don't want his presence. You don't want heaven. (laughs) You do not want. Why would God give you what you don't want? Hell ultimately is God saying, okay, fine. You've pushed my hand of mercy and of grace away. I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to give you up, and I'm going to give you what you want. You don't want my presence. You don't want uh, um, my kingdom. Fine. But there's only one other option. There's not option three, okay? There's, There's not cessation. There's not reincarnation where you come back to this earth. There's only glorification and damnation. And if you don't want glorification, God will simply give you what you do want. And hell is the absence of God. The reason why heaven will be heaven is not because of the streets of gold and the pearly gates and all that. Heaven is going to be heaven is because you have the very presence of God everywhere, all the time, no end to it. That is what's going to make heaven heaven. If you gave me streets of gold and pearly gates and streaming waters and all that, but no presence of God, that's not heaven. (laughs) I don't care how good, that's not heaven. So if heaven ultimately is the presence of almighty God, hell would be his absence. Just like light, okay? We don't measure how dark something is, right? We measure how much light something has because darkness is simply the absence of light. So hell is simply the absence of the presence of God. And no sinner on this earth has ever experienced anything like that. 
Why? Because by default, we are all able to experience some goodness of God. The Bible says he causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. The sun comes up on the wicked and the righteous. Right now, nobody knows what it feels like to have no presence of God, but in hell they will. And it is simply God giving them what they want. That's number one. Number two, the reason why there must be a hell, there must be judgment, is because God is a just God, just like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. If God does not judge sin, he is not a just God. God can't turn a blind eye to it. He can't sweep it under the rug. He can't act like it didn't happen. There must be credit and debit. <laughs> the book must balance if God is just. If the books don't balance, God is not just. And so the reason why there is a hell, there must be a punishment for hell and a judgment hell because God must be just and he must right every wrong. And that's why he gives his son, Jesus Christ, to do that for us. So nobody ever has to go to hell. God is not sending anybody to hell. We are already on the road taking us there. What he is doing, he is offering a hand of mercy and grace to get us off the road that we are on. And either we can accept that hand of mercy and grace or we can slap it out of the way and keep going on the road that we are till it leads us to hell. And God will simply give it, give us what we want. But your third question was this. Why does it have to be forever? Why does it have to be eternal? Well, I would ask the same question. Why does heaven have to be forever then? Why does heaven have to be eternal? We don't deserve heaven. We don't deserve the goodness of God forever. But yet God is going to give it to us forever. It has to be forever because that's what eternity is. Time had a beginning. Time will come to an end. And all time is is a break in eternity. <laughs> eternity has always been, and God simply said, I'm going to put a break in eternity. There's going to come a point where time will begin, but time will then end, and eternity will be all that you have. So the reason why hell will be forever, because it's eternity. There's no time in heaven. There's no time in hell. It's eternal. And that's why you have to consider your final destination before you leave this place here. Okay? Will we see all that from heaven? I don't believe so. God is going to wipe away every tear. There's no weeping. There's no sorrow. There's no mourning in heaven. And so if we were to see people in hell and they are being tormented in there, you know, we wouldn't be able to enjoy heaven. So, no, I don't believe that God is going to let us see all that happening or taking place. And it really doesn't make sense to us of how can a uh, benevolent God, a God who's all loving, knowingly know that there are people in hell that are being tormented forever. But it doesn't make sense to us right now. Our ways are not his ways. But when we get there, it will make sense. Trust me, it will make sense. And you will say, oh, now I understand. <laughs> I'm cool with it because God is just. And there will be nobody in heaven blaming God for anything, saying, God, that's not fair. Nobody will be saying that, I promise you, once you get to heaven. Okay? Great question, though. Yes, ma'am, what is your question? Okay, now, I am totally baffled here because is it or is it not true that he kicked out Lucifer mm -hmm. out of heaven and Lucifer is the supposed to be the ruler of the earth? <coughs> 
Yes or no? Yes. Okay, yes. If Lucifer is is biblically the ruler of this earth, then mm -hmm. wouldn't this earth be a level of hell? Okay. Because he runs around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, and that's why we have all that we have. <laughs> great question, great question. Okay. So if you are not saved, if you don't know the Lord, if you've never repented of your sin, that simply means turn from the way and the direction you were going and have given your life to Jesus Christ. If you haven't done that, this is the only heaven you will ever experience. This is as good as it will get for you. This is as good as it will ever be if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. However, if you have given your life to Jesus and you have been saved and, and placed in Jesus Christ and he in you, this is the only hell you will experience. <laughs> this is the only hell you will ever experience. And yes, we have a particular hell on earth. Jesus even alluded to this. He said, in this life, in this world, you might have tribulation. No, you will have tribulation. <laughs> You live in a sinful fallen body full of sinful fallen people in a sinful fallen world. You better believe, yes, you're going to have a, a hellish time here while, while here on this earth. And not only that, but you have a being who has been described as being the God of this world, the ruler of this world. Meaning that this world, the system, when the Bible talks about the world, it's not talking about the earth, it's not talking about the grass and the trees and the water, it's talking about the system. How this system works, it is under the rule of Satan. Okay? That's what makes this earth or this world or this living hell on earth. But this is the only hell you or, will, or I will experience if you're found in Christ. If you're not found in Christ, this is the only heaven you'll experience. Okay? Now, don't get me wrong. Hell is not your worst nightmare. Some people describe or imagine hell being my worst nightmare. So if I'm deathly afraid of the dentist, for me, hell is going to be me in a dentist chair with a drill going in my mouth for eternity. No, you wish you had it that good. <laughs> you wish hell was that good. No, hell is not your worst nightmare as far as what you experience on earth. Hell is the absence of God, what you've never experienced on earth. So, yes, I would agree with everything that you said. Lucifer was kicked out of the kingdom, kicked out of heaven, not heavenlies, kicked out of heaven. And he was uh, has been here and he's been the ruler of this world, which makes this life for some, for many, hell on earth. But thanks be to God that he has given us victory over everything that we face. He did say, yes, in this world, you may have tribute. You might know you will have tribulation. But he said, be of good cheer, though. I've overcome the world. And I'm telling you this so that in me, you may have peace. So even though in this world, you will have hell, in me, I will give you peace. In spite of the hell that you're living in, if you're found in me, I will give you peace. That's the promise of God. So... Yes, that is the answer. Question or question? Question. Question. All right, we got a question. What's your question? Real quick. Okay. Is it possible to be a Christian mm -hmm. and not be able to forgive? Very good. 
Is it possible to be a Christian and not be able to forgive? Yes. Absolutely. Okay? Because to not forgive is sin. Okay? Why do we say it's sin? Because God told us to, to forgive. So anytime you do something God told you not to do, <laughs> or you don't do something God told you to do, you're sinning. Again, sin is to know to do right and not do it. The Bible says to him or her, it is sin. So is it possible for a Christian to sin? Yeah. We fall. We fail. We stumble. We're weak at times. We give into our flesh at times. So, yes, I believe it is possible for a Christian not to forgive. Okay? It is not the unpardonable sin. However, Jesus did say, if you don't forgive your brethren of the wrong they did to you, neither will I forgive you of the wrong you've committed against me. So we pray, forgive us of our sins only as we forgive those who have sinned against us. So yes, it is possible, but it shouldn't be. Just like Christians shouldn't do anything God told you not to do, or they should be doing what God told you to do. So it is possible to sin. It is possible for a Christian not to forgive, but it shouldn't be. Okay, We all should be willing to have the heart the character and the nature of God and do to our fellow man what we want God to do for us. Amen. Anybody else? <laughs> Going once. All right. Last question. Last question. Okay. I don't even know what I want to ask. I'm going over and over in my head. That's fine. It'll it come out, to but you. I'm running out of time. So it'll, it'll come I'm to you. I'm just going to throw it at you. Okay. I think it was last week when we were in Luke and you were talking about a controversial part about different levels. Of, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and there was one time where you said something about that it will be. Um, uh, they're better gonna pay for, more than someone. Yes. So if they don't listen to you today, yes. What was he going by? What was he judging the so difference he in was, one city and the other? Great question. So what Beverly is mentioning, we uh, talked, uh, I think last week or a couple of weeks about there perhaps being different levels of hell or different punishment to those who would be in hell. In other words, God is not going to take your little old grandmother who didn't commit any crimes, you know, went to work paid her taxes, you know, you know, live a, live a pretty good life, but she just didn't believe in Jesus, okay? She just didn't want Jesus. He's not going to cause her to be tormented the same way, say, someone like Hitler will be tormented, okay? And so some of the scriptures that allude to this, the Bible says, had these words and deeds been done in Sodom, they would have repented. And he's talking about the disciples who went out and they preached the gospel and the town didn't receive them. So he says, you leave that town and you shake the dust off your feet. He says, your dust isn't even worthy to cling to our, our feet. And, and he says, I tell you this, it will be more tolerable for Sodom in that day than that for, for that city. What is he referring to? Well, there's another scripture that talks about the stripes. He who didn't know his father's will, but yet did things deserving of death, will be beaten with few stripes. But he who did know his master's will and did things anyway deserving of death will be beaten with many stripes, which indicates that hell may not be equal for everybody. 
And it is based, simply put your question, it is based on the revelation that they had. So again, you take that uh, guy in the jungles of Africa somewhere who's never gone to church, never read a Bible, never heard of an evangelist, never saw church on TV, church on never had any of that. God is not going to judge that person the same way as somebody in America where there are churches everywhere. Church on TV, church on the radio, church online. You are flooded with revelation. Which means now if you reject what you know, God says, you knew what was right, you knew your master's will, but yet you continue to do things deserving of death anyway, you're going to experience a different kind of hell than somebody who didn't know the revelation or information you knew, but yet still continue to do things deserving of death. So to answer your question, it is based on the amount of knowledge or revelation the person who rejects Jesus Christ had. Make sense? All right. Well, I said that was the last question. These are fun, okay? So y'all got to be prepared and ready for next time, okay? Next week, we're going to go to question number two. What was question number two? I believe uh, the lion and the lamb. Lion and the lamb, okay? You say, what does that have to do with the afterlife? Glad you asked. We will answer that next week, so make sure you come back for that. Go ahead and stand, if you will. Before we let you go, we always want to give you an opportunity to make some decisions in light of what you have now heard. I don't know where you are in your faith, in your walk with Jesus Christ, but I do know this. Should Jesus continue to tarry, you will one day leave this world. God will Call his spirit, call his breath from your body back to himself, and you will leave this world. And none of us knows when that will happen. As we said before, the reason why it was so shocking, the news of Sunday, is because nobody expected that that would be Kobe's last day on earth. So why don't you go ahead and make it up in your mind while you still can, that as the word of God has come to you, as the mercy and grace of God has come to you, you're going to believe it. You're going to receive it. You're going to give your life to it, to him, the word, and be saved both now and forevermore. That way you don't ever have to experience, ever have to worry about going to this place called hell. If you are here today and you've never made that decision, we implore you, we urge you, make that decision today. Give your life to Jesus Christ while you can. You don't have to do a thing. Jesus Christ has done it for you already. As a matter of fact, you can't do anything. You can't be good enough. You can't go to church enough. You can't pray enough. You can't give enough. You can't serve enough. You can't do anything enough. Jesus did it for us because he knew we could not do it for ourselves. All he requires we do is believe. Yes, Lord, I'm a sinner. I fail. I fall. I come short of your glory. But I know by your mercy, by your grace, you are willing to forgive me of all of my sin. And it's past sin, present sin, and even future sin, because with you, there is no time. <laughs> all of my sin was future when you died. And so even future sin I haven't committed yet, you're willing to forgive me of. So I ask for your forgiveness. I pray you cleanse me from all of my unrighteousness. Make me clean, make me whiter than snow, place me in Christ and Christ in me. And I know that I will be saved. And when I leave this world, I will never have to wonder, worry, or doubt 
I know I will be in your presence forever. And that is a great thing. Well, the second plea is this. Now that you know your final destination, let's go out and tell others. Let's use this uh, tragedy of Kobe Bryant losing his life as an opportunity to share with others the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. Just like Kobe didn't know that this was going to be his last day, you don't know either that this is going to be your last day. Are you ready? Are you prepared to stand face to face with your creator? If not, let me show you how you can be ready. And you don't ever have to worry or wonder or doubt again. Let us go and leave from this place and do the work in the will of God. Amen. Raise your hands, if you will. Stretch out your hands to heaven. Receive the blessing or the benediction. Lord, we bless your holy name, and we thank you so much for being willing to reveal to us what was, what is, but also what is to come, so that knowing our tomorrow may affect our today, either by making the decision to believe in you or letting others know about you as well. So as we prepare to leave this place, may we never leave the truth that we have learned here today. May it go before us and do what you have planned and purposed us to do for our sake, for their good, and ultimately for your glory. These things we ask and pray in the powerful and precious name of Jesus Christ and all of God's people said together. Amen. 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 God bless you. We'll see you Sunday.